Hipster Bricks by Denver Day. The Cost of Doing Business. The Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century. Or It Takes Money to Make Money. Number 28. The incoming call from Julie's handheld was enough, really, as far as communicating that something had gone badly wrong, without really any need for words. So very few were spoken. Uh, it, at this level of, of association, nobody knew anybody's name anyway, so I just gave some courtesy information, minimal, in order to invoke whatever general temporary quarter or heightened clearance that might be at hand for me, if any, as I made my initial movements, beyond that which naturally was extant for our efforts as occurring on moral high ground in this operation to begin with. Yeah, what the line carried to my ear. Bad news, real bad. Lost your primary on this due to a lucky pot shot. I'm taking her to the nearest fire station. She's stone dead. She'll either need to be shipped to Austin or Phoenix. I should know by the time I drop her off. Good news is that we bagged one this morning and two tonight, and we still have the lures, which I will securely discard unless you want it back. It's the last you hear from me. Good luck. And the connection ended. Click. Line rang. Moments later, it was Stevie. Austin it is, she said. Mailing her stigmata back to Phoenix would blow her cover. Thanks. Provided that I can make my way home from here in an orderly, timely fashion, I should expect to make my way back on to Phoenix. You mind? It's okay. See you when I see you. Minutes later, I pulled into the front curb of a fire station up to and rang the buzzer at the door half a minute later firefighter EMT came to the door wearing standard cargo pants with scissors and a tucked in t-shirt my partner was just shot during a narcotics co-intel operation under I-95 at the East Bay and she's not gonna make it or she already didn't I said in the car I gestured he followed me to the vehicle and searched for vitals he looked at the back glass and I nodded, perfect. Back of the head, right in the pituitary, I said. He called for a stretcher on his two-way, clipped to his pocket, and I heard the tone out for a possible nine-zero-one gunshot victim moments of uh, a few. And then his colleagues came out the door with their resp response on foot, and one of them tapped my shoulder and pulled me aside. He was a, a brass at the station there was a some question whether she would need transport to phoenix or to austin and her people are telling me austin is the destination i said just now well i just heard from some people and they want to hear from you he said handed me a wireless phone the conversation was brief the question was simple what did i need to get out the only trouble i could name was the back glass of my vehicle and thousands of miles of interstate looking ahead of me Boyce told me to give the phone back to the station chief, and he also had a brief one-way conversation with whoever it was. Long and the short of it was, I never saw my sedan again. 
and was given the keys to a comparable American vehicle. Same make, even. Slightly older model. The cocaine, heroin, and firearms belonging to the local commonwealth were also retained by the station administrator. I gave no further information regarding myself or Julie. and wasn't asked for any. He handed me the keys, described the vehicle, glanced at the door, and I walked. I drove back to the hotel, arriving there at about 10 o'clock, gathered mine and Julie's shit, left the key on the dresser with a nice cash tip, loaded our uh, belongings into the car, and went east. That was it. Do you expect me to say, it wasn't supposed to go down this way? I would like to. I'm supposed to, right? According to popular culture. Might even be true. Probably not. Except that it's not true. Yeah, it ain't. Does it sound right-headed to say this was meant to be? Like some teenager in love? Must have been because it is now. It's because it became so obvious to me as I began taking that long, solitary haul on I-95 that I realized the truth of it all must have been obvious to Julie. At least at some level, right? Some important, critical level. That is, she must have at some point realized that something was going to go down like this and she had chosen not to mention it out loud. And why would she? And for sure, it's obviously obvious to her now. It's one of the wonderful minor miracles of our faith as agents of humanity and as universal animistic constituents. <clears throat> Death kills not the soul. Change is the only constant. Thus, there is no true death for us, the likes of us. Ask any grand jury. I was, admittedly and not surprisingly, having a moment of clarity. You know, shock and trauma does that. She had let it happen. Teleology again. And she did it because she's more effective this way. Well, there, I don't mean to oversimplify it. But one way to look at it, with circumspection, she saw it coming and let it happen. It puts us at a lasting advantage, I have to say, forensically, operating uh, parameters-wise. But it it espoused us, though, by, you know, bonding us together with a link which I could elect to break, but which, of course, I would never. 